Hello, I'm Gary Fogel. Welcome to another edition of Kentucky Sports Memories. Glad you could join me. And you know, this is the time of year that we would normally be talking about the fall sports. But as you know, things aren't normal. So what better time to look back at some sports, and in particular, football, because of all the fall sports, football likely gets the most attention. So I'm going to look back at some records in football, and one record in particular that I find amazing that still stands, and that is the single-season rushing record for Kentucky high school football. Who do you think holds that record? You could probably go back through many of the great running backs who've come through Kentucky high school football. Sean Alexander comes to mind for me, Mark Higgs down in Owensboro. There are several others. I'm not going to go through the long laundry list. But the person who owns the single-season rushing record is a guy who attended Bath County High School. And if you're not familiar with where Bath County is in the state, well, it's over near Moorhead in the eastern part of the state. And anyway, this guy set the record back in 1969. This record has stood for more than 50 years, the single-season rushing record for high school football in Kentucky. guy by the name of Frank Jones set the record back in 1969 for Bath County High School, and I'm just amazed that it hasn't been broken. He rushed for more than 3,300 yards that year, which is pretty phenomenal. I mean, people talk about if you get a 1,000-yard rushing season, that's really good. (laughs) He did three times that. But still, holds the single-season rushing record. Before we talk to Frank, and I was able to track him down, but before we talk to Frank, I want you to hear from his high school coach. Bill Baldridge coached Frank in high school, and if it hadn't been for Bill, Frank may have never played football because Bill had to convince him to go out for the sport. Let's pick up that conversation. You were 24 years old when you took the job at Bath County? Yes, uh-huh, 24 years old. My first meeting with him, we only had like four guys go out for football. <laughs> well, how'd you, get a, how'd you get a full team? Well, I had a really good superintendent, and uh, I, could, I, got, I had my bus drivers, you know, CDL, so I could drive a bus. And uh, they test me on the bus, and they give me a bus, and I went uh, everywhere to uh, get the kids, picked them up and everything, you know. And Frank Jones, he had uh, 16 kids in his family, and his his older brother had graduated, and he was going to be a freshman. And uh, he said that uh, he did not want to to play because his he had his brother left the home, and he was in charge of the home then. He had to do all of it. They were sharecropping, and uh, so he said he didn't think he was going to play. And I said, Frank, if I – I saw him in physical education, and he's really built well and can run. And I said, Frank, if you come out in the spring, I'll, bring you, I'll take you home every after every practice. And, and uh, he said, uh, okay. And, he said, uh, I said, and in the summer, I'll do the same thing. He said, I said, what do you do in the summer? He said, well, we, we, uh, I work for other people and cut tobacco. And he said, I usually take off the first two weeks of school, let him off, you know, because he's working in a, in the tobacco field. He said, tobacco. what will you do then? I said, well, I, I would do the same thing. 
we'll make sure you got to ride in after after you get out, done with work, and then uh, we'll take you back home, you know. But he had to think, but he kept up with everybody, so he'd be eligible for football. So let me get this straight. For the first two weeks of school in August, he did not come to class because he was cutting tobacco. But right. he would pick him up in the afternoon and bring him to practice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then we have, before that, though, we had summer practice. I'd pick him up at 10 o'clock in the morning. He looked like he'd been working, you know, when I go and would pick him up. And he looked like he'd been working in uh, 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 concrete. He was so dirty and dusty. Are you talking about this was in the summer? Yeah, the practice. Yeah. And he'd go in, take a shower, and he'd come out, and he was the freshest guy out there. We couldn't even keep up with him. <laughs> he'd go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, do it again, do it again. <laughs> so once he turned the corner, he was gone. And in that year, he missed two games with a high ankle injury. So how many games did you play that year? Ten. You played ten games, but he only played in eight? Yes. Mm-hmm. So he got more than 3,300 yards rushing and just eight games played? Yep. Now, just for clarification purposes, the Kentucky High School Athletic Association record book says that Bath County played 11 games that year. Coach Baldred said 10. I mean, it's been more than 50 years ago. It may have just slipped his memory exactly how many games they played, but he was probably accurate in that Frank did not play in two of them, so he set out two with injury. The Kentucky High School Athletic Association doesn't take the games you sit out for an injury into account when figuring your average, so they assume that Frank played in all 11 games. But even with that, he averaged, according to the KHSAA, he averaged 305 yards rushing per game, and that's also number one in the state all time. So he holds the record for most yards rushing in a single season, and he holds the record for most yards rushing in per game average in a season with 305 yards per game based on an 11-game season, although Coach Baldred says he missed two games due to injury. But anyway, a phenomenal year by Frank Jones of Bath County High way back in 1969, a record that has still not been broken. And when we come back, I will talk with Frank Jones. He's quite an interesting man. And we'll hear from him in just a moment. So stay with me. I'm Gary Fogle, and this is Kentucky Sports Memories. Krista Schaus with United Way of Central Kentucky here in Elizabethtown. I just want to stop for a moment, tell everybody that if you're looking for help at this time, which for a lot of folks that can be food, it might be a a bill payment, uh, you might need help with medicine, what you can do is you can call 211. That's just 211 and it's toll free, it's confidential. What they'll do is they'll ask you what your zip code is and they'll try to navigate resources for you. If that does not work because 211 is not the be all end all of help, please reach out to the United Way office at 270-737-6608. We are working from home, but the phones are routed directly to our cell phones. And so we're able to 
look through our resource guides and try to help give you further direction. But your first call should be to 211. And if all else fails, once again, the United Way office at 270-737-6608. Thank you. Be well. Welcome back to Kentucky Sports Memories. I'm Gary Fogle. Thank you for joining me. And uh, today we are talking high school football, Kentucky high school football, of course. And right now we're talking about the single season rushing record because I'm shocked that it has stood for more than 50 years. All the great running backs that have come through since then, you would think somebody would break it, but they haven't. The single season rushing record is 3,361 yards. It was set by Frank Jones of Bath County High School back in 1969. And recently, I caught up with Frank Jones, who, by the way, now lives in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Here's our conversation. So, Frank, in 1969, you set a record for most yards rushing in a season by a high school football player in Kentucky, and it still stands. Did you know that? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. To, to tell you the real truth, I didn't know what I left behind until years later I came to Wisconsin and my sister sent me this little laminated thing out of the newspaper. It said I was the top, there was a top five, top five in Kentucky and I was number one. That was the first time I really re- realized that. <laughs> and I kept that. I did. I kept that because I didn't realize that. And I kept that. And it was pretty exciting to have. So, yes, I have bragged for years about my record in Kentucky because that's all I got in life is that. <laughs> so you let everybody know about it. Oh, yeah, man. Even even Sean Alexander. John Alexander was number two. You know who that is, I know. Oh, yeah, he played up at Boone County, then he went to Alabama. John Alexander, I didn't even know anything about him at all. And and my sister sent me that form, and it just so happened that was in the highlight of his years in, in Seattle. They was playing in Green Bay. So I went over and I conned my way behind the fence and met him, got some pictures with him. And while he was signing my program, I go, so Sean Alexander, you don't have a clue who you're signing this for. He finished and looked up at me, and I go, yeah, I'm your number one fan in Wisconsin. Look at this little piece of paper. See that number one? That's Frank Jones from Bath County. And number two, that's Sean Alexander. And Matt Hasselbeck laughed so hard, but he thought that was pretty cool. And so did I. So I didn't know that until my sister sent me that piece of paper. I left all those things behind, and I had no clue what I left behind. Yeah, just for our listeners out there, Sean Alexander played at Boone County in the 90s. He went on to play at the University of Alabama, and then he went to the NFL with the Seattle Seahawks. Yes, sir, he sure did. Yeah, but he ranks behind you. And yards well, rushing he, in a he, single season on in Kentucky high school football. So you you think your record will ever be beaten? 
I don't think it's going to be beaten while I'm here. I'm 69 years old, and I've been waiting patiently to meet the kid that could break that record so I don't have to carry that anymore. Even though I'm proud of it, I want to see somebody break that. I talked to Coach Baldridge, Coach Ross, the guys that they was responsible for me playing football and going on and everything, and they told me I made them a legend because all their running backs always wanted to break my record. And that gave them an incentive. And I said, well, why didn't they? And they couldn't even answer me. (laughs) So it was pretty cool for them to put that kind of load on my shoulders that I was a legend to them. I just felt real proud. And that just happened like two years ago. I came to a homecoming at Moorhead and met up with them. And we hadn't seen each other since my football career. And I was just amazed how Coach Baldridge is just a fantastic person and a coach. And if it wasn't for him, you wouldn't be talking to me right now. Well, it's my understanding that you didn't want to play football, that he talked you into it. Is that correct? I didn't. I did not. No. When, when, when I was raised in a family of 13, and my mom had to raise us by herself. All we had was a farm life. I learned from my siblings. I didn't really have a lot of parental stuff. It was just work on the farm. Well, basically, I just followed my brother around, and, well, he played football, and I wanted to play football, too. But when he got done with playing football, he didn't even graduate. He went and got a job at Calvin's Manufacturer in Mount Sterling making Levi jeans. And I thought, well, that's what I should do, too. Coach Fathers came to my house numerous of times begging me to at least think about it and give it a chance. But me being bullheaded like I am, I told him I ain't going to play no more football. I'm not going to school or nothing. I'm going to work and take care of my family. Well, he convinced me somehow. (laughs) That was the best thing ever happened to me in my life. So I understand he would come and pick you up during the summers and take you to practice? Yes. Yes, indeedy. And that's why they, I loved them so much because one had, Coach Ross had a 68 Super Sport. Coach Baldrige had a 67 Raleigh Sport, and that thing just roared. And I just thought that was cool as hell that I could ride the practice with those guys and them nice cars. And then I would go to their house. Of course, they was bachelors. And I never understood them at all. They'd be playing this old stupid music and having fun. <laughs> and I just thought I was having the time of my life. They raised me, man. They did. They just, they just they'd come and get me and take me to practice and take me home. Oh, man, love my family. Oh, you just don't know how much I appreciate Coach Baldrige, buddy. After you finished your career at Bath County, you went on had a pretty good career at Moorhead State, correct, in playing football? Yeah, I graduated from Bath County in 70 and went on to Moorhead, and they redshirted me the first year because I was kind of like a kid from nowhere and was trying to make it and stuff, so they was giving me benefit of the doubt. The first year that I would have been coming back I was like in the best shape of my life, but I had a summer accident working on silos on a summer job and tore my Achilles tendon in my right foot. That was like two weeks before time for me to report in. So 
I wasn't able to just come in and take over anything. I made the team, and I was on the team, and I was ready to go. After that, the rest was history. I had my position, and I kept it. And I had the most career yards record for like 20 years, and then somebody broke it. But I didn't know that they were that close to break it, or I went there to congratulate them. But some kid broke that after about 20 years. So after after your college career, now did you uh-huh. get drafted by Green Bay or did you just go up oh. and try to basically try out for the team? I'll I'll clear that up for you right now. I I never played for Green Bay. I never even tried out with Green Bay. I played. I came up here to play with a team called the Manitowoc County Chiefs. It was semi-pro football team. It was like a back in those days. They have like farm clubs for teams, and we were a farm club for the Packers. Several of the players even went on and and played with the Packers and stuff. When I got here, it was 1975, and I played the whole year, except when it got down to the end of the season, me and the coach couldn't see eye to eye on anything. We just had a lot of disagreements. And my ex-wife was going to be having my son, Sean, who's a colonel in the Army right now. And I had to make a decision. Was I going to continue being feuding with this guy or was I going to give it up? I gave it up and went back to Kentucky to become a dad. And I was down there for like two years. And then I came back to Wisconsin in 77 after Sean was born. And then Ryan, my other son, was born, like, right before I left to come back to Wisconsin because things wasn't working out. So I thought, I'm going back and play football again. But when I got back here, the league was closed down. So that was the end of my football career as one year with the semi-pro team. I might would have went on had I stayed around, but I couldn't do that. I had to go. Things just wasn't working out. So Frank Jones came very close to playing for the Green Bay Packers in the NFL, but his football career came to an end. But a good one it was. As he mentioned, he held a rushing record at Moorhead State when he played there. As a matter of fact, he was all OBC two years in a row at Moorhead, but his biggest accolades came when he was in high school where he set the single-season rushing record more than 3,300 yards back in 1969 a record that still stands, more than 50 years old, and he holds the rushing average per game for a season, 305 yards per game average, also set that year. Of course, that record still stands as well. One note about Sean Alexander, at the time he met Sean Alexander and got Sean Alexander's autograph, Alexander was number two in the um, all-time rushing for Kentucky high school football. He has now dropped to number three. All-time rushing for a single season, that is. J.J. Jude of Johnson Central passed Sean Alexander back in 2010, and Jude rushed for more than 3,200 yards. He's about 100 behind Frank Jones, all-time rushing for a single season. All right, moving on from Frank Jones, it's interesting. There's another player of significance from Bath County High School in football, and we'll talk about him. His name is Landon Swartz. Landon is one of eight players in Kentucky high school football history to rush for 99 yards from scrimmage because that's as far as you can go. You can't go 100 because that would be a touchback. 
So the farthest you can run from scrimmage is 99 yards. Only eight players have done it in Kentucky high school football history. I figured there would be more. The, the thousands, the hundreds of thousands of high school football games have been played, and only eight players have rushed for a 99-yard run. But anyway, Landon Swartz, also from Bath County High, just like Frank Jones, Landon Swartz is the only player in Kentucky high school football history to do it twice. He's had two 99-yard runs from scrimmage, obviously both for touchdowns, and he did it on back-to-back -back weeks two years ago, back in 2018. One week in September, he rushed for 99 yards from the line of scrimmage on one play. Then the next week, he did it again. So of the nine times it's been done in Kentucky high school football history, only one player has done it twice. Landon Swartz, Bath County High, and he did it on back-to-back -back weeks in 2018. I talked to Landon, and we were reminiscing about this feat. And what's interesting is he really doesn't remember the second one. He remembers the first, but the second one has slipped his memory. How does that happen? I remember one game, and I just remember being exhausted afterwards because I had someone right on my heels the whole time. As soon as I got to the end zone, I was, no, oh my goodness. But for the other one, you don't even remember the other one? I, maybe if you could tell me the game. No, I don't, I don't remember. <laughs> How do you forget a 99-yard run from scrimmage? I guess you forget it because the week before you had already done it. It had become old hat. I suppose. I don't know. But Landon Swartz, the only high school football player in Kentucky history to have rushed for 99 yards from the line of scrimmage more than once. He did it twice back in 2018, which is the last time it has been done in this state. So Frank Jones, Landon Swartz, both from Bath County High School, both in the record books for rushing in high school football. So I'm going to take a break, and when I come back, yet another interesting record. Kentucky High School football, I think you'll want to hear about it. Stick around. I'm Gary Fogle. This is Kentucky Sports Memories. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. When I grow up, I want to be a glass countertop in a new home. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's best birthday present. When I grow up, I want to be a football stadium. When I grow up, I want to be a warm place on a cold day. When I grow up, I want to be a fancy backsplash. I want to be a bike that races around the when country. When I grow up, I want to be a bench on a forest when I grow trail. Up, I want to be a rocking chair on when a I sunny porch. I want to be a skyscraper. I want to be. I want to be. All the I want to be. I want to be. I want to be. I want to be. When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. A public service advertisement brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Kentucky Sports Memories. I'm Gary Fogle. So glad you could join me. 
And today we're talking high school football and looking at some players from a long time ago, at least a few players from a long time ago, who set records, and those records still stand. Earlier I talked about Frank Jones, who played at Bath County High School. He holds the single-season record for most yards rushing in a season by a Kentucky High School football player, and he did that back in 1969. Well, some other old records that you may not be aware of, but they've been around for a long time. This one was set back in 1968, and that's uh, actually two of them set with the same player. Most touchdowns in a game with 11, and most, most points in a game, which is 72. And that was the 11 touchdowns, which you get six points for a touchdown, so 11 times 6 is 66. I'm no mathematician, but I at least figure that out. And then he also scored a kick six-point afters for the 72 total points. That record is held by Don Gullett. And many of you remember Don Gullett as a great pitcher for the Cincinnati Reds. He was on the Big Red Machine in the early to mid-70s, and he pitched on those uh, two World Series teams in 75 and 76. Don Gullett made a career in Major League Baseball out of high school, but he was a three-sport star in high school, and he played high school ball in Kentucky at McHale High, which is now no longer exists because it consolidated with other schools, but McHell High was in Greenup County, far eastern Kentucky, over near Ashland, and that's where Don Gullett played his high school sports. 1968, in one game, he scored 11 touchdowns. That's still the record for most touchdowns in a game by a high school football player in Kentucky. He also scored 72 points in that game. As I mentioned, the 11 touchdowns, Gives him 66 points. He also kicked six point afters for the 72 total. And that is also a state record. I tried to reach out to Gullet, not able to get in touch with him. I've been told that even back then and during his Reds days, he was very shy around the press. Didn't like to talk a lot, uh, kept to himself. And so that may be why I didn't have success in reaching him. If I ever do, I'd love to do a show with him, do a show on him about his career as a high school athlete as well as with the Reds, but not able to do something. So also wanted to do a show with the person who's just behind Gullet in those two categories, and I was able to reach him. His name is Herbie Phelps, and Herbie played for Old Kentucky Home High School down in Bardstown in central Kentucky. He played for them back in the early 60s, and Old Kentucky Home High School no longer exists because it consolidated with other schools to form Nelson County High. But back during the 1962 season, in one game, Herbie scored 10 touchdowns, which ranks just behind Don Gullett's 11 in one game. He also had four two-point conversions for a total of 68 points in one game. Again, that ranks number two, high, number two behind Gullett, who had 72 in one game. So Herbie ranks number two in both of those categories, and he graduated from Old Kentucky Home High School back in 1964. Herbie, by the way, also third all-time in points for a career, ranks well ahead of Don Gullett in that category. The people who rank ahead of him, just in case you're curious, number one all-time Kentucky high school football is a guy by the name of Dominique Hayden. He played at Lexington Christian from 2006 to 2009. And number two on that list, Damian Harris, whom I'm sure you've heard of, played at Madison Southern High School from 2011 to 14, and then he went on to play at the University of Alabama, 
and he's now in his going into his second season for the New England Patriots. He was a rookie last year for the Patriots. But Herbie ranks number three all-time scoring in Kentucky, and he graduated back in 1964. So pretty amazing that he's still high on that list that far up. And back when he played, he was all the talk throughout much of Kentucky or probably all of Kentucky because everybody kept track of not only his yardage, but how many touchdowns he scored because he scored so many. And I recently caught up with Herbie Phelps to talk to him about his high school career. The fact that you're still that high um, in those three categories, does that surprise you at all? As many football players have come through this state since you, and, and you're still two or three in those three categories. Well, you know, I, there's so many athletes today in, in, one way I look at it, it would surprise me, and in the other way, it wouldn't. You would think with that great athletes that it would probably be broken really quick. But then you look at it; they're competing against great athletes all the way, so that keeps it slowed down. And the other thing that when when I did play, I played with some great guys, and uh, you know our teammates. It, it was not a uh, a one-block thing when our guards would pull and, and you know when we was running and play they was blocking and up and running and up and running and you know I just was fortunate enough to play with a group of guys that never quit on either, any one play it was it, it it never ended you know until I was down I mean, they they were always out there working and I look at it that side I understand why it happened you know that I was uh, so what I mean by why it happened, why it happened that I was able to score that many points because, I, you know, I had so much help. And today uh, we got great athletes, but I don't see the – I always see that third and fourth and, you know, continued effort like I did back when we played. The game you scored ten touchdowns during, I guess, late in the game when you were up to seven, eight, nine. Did you realize at the time this might be something special? You know, honest and truly, I, I I never had any idea. Uh, I never had any idea until even that day when that when the game was over. I had no idea. I mean, it was another game that we you know needed to win and and wanted to win. And and, and I, honest and truly, I I never had any idea anything about you know how many points it was or anything else at that time. I talked to Bob White about Herbie. Bob White was a longtime high school sports writer for the Louisville Courier-Journal. He started there in the fall of 1962, which was Herbie's junior year of high school. And Bob usually just covered the teams in Louisville or just outside the Louisville area, so didn't cover Herbie on a regular basis. As a matter of fact, he said he only saw Herbie play once, but he was well aware of Herbie's career and he was very impressed the one time he saw him play. Well, he scored a lot of touchdowns, I remember that. And, uh, you know, he wasn't real big, but he was real fast, pretty quick and fast. Uh, the only time I saw him was against Franklin County. Uh, in, uh, they was played at Frankfurt, and I remember... Uh, Franklin County drove down to something like the one-yard line of Old Kentucky home and uh, got stopped. 
And on the first play after that, Phelps ran 99 yards for a touchdown. He just broke through the line so quick, and they couldn't catch him. And that's the one thing I remember about him. After high school, it was on to college, and Herbie was recruited by not only the schools in state, but all the big-name schools outside the state, all around the country. Alabama, Southern Cal, Notre Dame, LSU, you name it, they were after him. And when we come back, I'll talk with Herbie about the recruiting process and why ultimately he decided against the University of Kentucky. And we'll also talk about the hobbies Herbie has been passionate about throughout his life and the one hobby he's really into right now. You would be amazed and you would never guess it. That and more coming up in just a moment, so stay with me. This is Kentucky Sports Memories. I'm Gary Fogle, and I'll see you back here in just a moment. Krista Schaus with United Way of Central Kentucky here in Elizabethtown. I just want to stop for a moment, tell everybody that if you're looking for help at this time, which for a lot of folks that can be food, it might be a, a bill payment, uh, you might need help with medicine, what you can do is you can call 211. That's just 211 and it's toll free, it's confidential. What they'll do is they'll ask you what your zip code is and they'll try to navigate resources for you. If that does not work because 211 is not the be all end all of help, please reach out to the United Way office at 270-737-6608. We are working from home, but the phones are routed directly to our cell phones. And so we're able to look through our resource guides and try to help give you further direction. But your first call should be to 211 and if all else fails, once again, the United Way office at 270-737-6608. Thank you, be well. Welcome back to Kentucky Sports Memories. I'm Gary Fogle. Thank you for joining me. And we're talking about Herbie Phelps, who played high school football at Old Kentucky Home High School down in Bardstown, graduated in 1964. And although that was nearly 60 years ago, Herbie still stands very close to the top in many records in Kentucky high school football. He is second all-time in most touchdowns scored in a game. He had 10 in one game. The record is 11, held by Don Gullett. Don Gullett set that in 1968, and yes, the same Don Gullett who went on to be a pitching great for the Cincinnati Reds in Major League Baseball. So Herbie had 10 touchdowns in one game. He's also second with most points in a game. You combine his touchdowns with conversions. He had 68 points in that same game. And Don Gullett had 72 in his, so Herbie ranks number two there. Herbie ranks ahead, way ahead of Gullett, 
as far as career points, and Herbie is third all time on that list, even though, as I say, he graduated nearly 60 years ago, he's still third all time Kentucky high school football for points in a career, and he's third all time for points in a season. And Herbie, when he came out of high school, was one of the most highly recruited football players in Kentucky high school football history. UK wanted him badly. He decided not to go there and instead signed with Bear Bryant down at Alabama. But he was recruited by pretty much every major college football program in the country. And he talks about that recruiting process. LSU sent, sent a card and then they had a little thing over there with one guy with a big eye and you know, the other one closed and said, we've got our eye on you. And, and then from Notre Dame, you know, the ones that – always had certain things there, you know, and so, well, you know, uh, we support more than uh, anybody else. I mean, it goes back and forth. Southern California had a deal set up that, you know, that you did get to come back at home, back and forth home twice a year during the season, you know, where you could do that it was, if you right. weren't that far away from home. But there was like 90-something, 90, 90 I don't remember exactly, 90-something different letters, you know, from the major schools. That, uh, and I talked with a lot of them at the time and visited quite a few. But uh, Illinois, I visited Illinois. I thought they, they had some, you know, really nice players there. And, uh, and it seemed to be a nice place. So I walked in there one day when I was visiting, it was in the wintertime. And walked into the front of the stadium. It must have been 15 to 20 degrees, and that wind blowing straight through it. <laughs> and it turned around, and the next week, this was late in the late, in the, you know, late in the winter. I turned around the next week and go visit the University of Alabama. And when I get there, I walk out into it. You walk out through there, and it's like, you know, 55 to 65 degrees, and the birds are hollering, and everything green and pretty, <laughs> and all of the things you'd heard about it, you know, and, and of course, I loved the fish and everything all the way through, and, and there were several of the players down there that did, and and, and it, they, it was just, uh, it, it, that was probably the final settling point on a lot of it, right, on that, but uh, the other was the fact that I wanted to uh, meet Coach Bryant, play for Coach Bryant, it was the, uh, Super time all the way around, but as far as making a final decision, Kentucky for so many years, I had been a fan of Kaywood Leffords on the radio, listening to basketball and, you know, my own, followed it all the way through, and they built the Bluegrass Parkway, which came close to my house. I mean, this would put me back and forth within an hour of UK, you know, and then I visited there more than one time, you know, with the things, and, uh, there was just some things that didn't fit, uh, you know, at the time. And as far as the way that uh, the way that you think, you know, um, and I knew that uh, at Alabama with Coach Brand, whatever we're doing, there's never going to be any anything said as far as questioning. And you know, a lot of the schools offer this and offer that, and I, you know, I'm. I, I could go into things that was unreal, the bike that gets offered, but I, you know, did not, uh, I was not interested in that. You know, Are you talking about in. illegal offers? Right, I'm talking about cars and, you know, planes and tickets and, I mean, you know, just lots of very different things. Uh, 
you know, that they that was available. That several schools offered you. Oh yeah, there was lots of that. Must when offered to pay for my sister's college education, and I mean, it was just it was just all different kind of things. Every place you, you talked to, you know, and and uh, Coach Bradshaw was at Kentucky at the time, and I respected him, but I was not. Uh, the biggest fan, uh, you know, and I don't mean that he, he was a great guy. It just wasn't, uh, I, I don't know how to explain it. It just was a different thing. And he called me one night when I was, uh, I had called and told him I had it down between the University of Kentucky and the University of Alabama. And, uh, you know, the possibility there may have been one more in there, you know, at the time, but, uh, he called me back the next day and he said, you can't go any place but Kentucky. You know, he said, uh, I, I, we've offered you everything that's possible legally to offer and so forth, so on, you know. And if you don't go here, there's got to be some reason. And so that kind of settled it with, you know, for 100%. So Herbie signs with Alabama, goes down there, and his freshman year he's on the practice team because freshmen back then could not play varsity. You were not eligible to play varsity until your sophomore year. So he practices with the team, but he also plays basketball because he's an he was an outstanding basketball player in high school. So he's on the Alabama basketball team down there as a freshman playing for C.M. Newton because C.M. Newton at that time was the head basketball coach there. Anyway, he comes into his sophomore year, and he makes the top 44, which means he makes the two-deep chart, which means he's going to play. He's going to see action in the varsity football games. But the final scrimmage prior to the start of the season, he gets injured, and he has to have season-ending surgery. So he's not going to play now because of the surgery and the injury. And he says, sitting around, not being able to practice, not being able to play, and six hours from home, he got homesick. So he decided to leave Alabama and transfer to the University of Louisville. But before transferring, he talks about that fall semester at Alabama when he was a sophomore and just gotten injured, trying to stick it out, and how he was battling that homesickness and how it was so very difficult. I come home with... Uh, Thanksgiving time, and, and man, when you don't play and you've been that up like that, there's no way to explain the homesickness uh, unless people's been there. I, I mean, that's that's probably the worst thing that I've ever dealt with was being homesick. You know, on the after something like that happens, it didn't bother me up until the time that I was kind of just in neutral as far as getting to play. And my freshman year, I also played freshman basketball with C.M. Newton was coaching as a freshman. And it took me out of that, too, you know, for that first year, you know, that my sophomore year. And uh, that, that was uh, – between the two, it just kind of – mentally, I, I didn't do a good job handling it. And, so he transfers to the University of Louisville where he wraps up his college career. He battled some injuries there as well, so it was hampered a bit with injuries. In 1967, he rushed for 254 yards for Louisville had 186 receiving yards, 1968 his final college season, 468 rushing yards, 216 receiving yards. And back to our conversation, I brought up again that injury at Alabama his sophomore year, 
That really changed everything for him, that injury in the final scrimmage prior to the start of the season. Hurry, did, did, did you ever think back that, boy, if I hadn't gotten injured prior to the season as a sophomore and I would have stayed, not gotten homesick and stayed at Alabama, that someday would have played in the NFL? You know, you look back at it, I think there, I mean, there was, even at Louisville, there was three teams that talked to me, and I did have a, 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 a cartilage hit at Louisville, you know, my last year. But uh, Atlanta and Baltimore, uh, two of the main ones. I, you know, but even at, at that point, I still was had that opportunity. If I would have signed and committed to have a knee surgery, you know, and, and, and back then knee surgery wasn't what it is or what it was later on, especially today. Back then, Mike Grosso was at Louisville uh, as a basketball player, and he had surgery after surgery. His legs, oh, man, he roomed right down the hall from me, and he still was struggling. And I I just could not do it at the time. I, I you know, I, I just going to finish school and go from there. And from there, he went into teaching and coaching, where he says he has no regrets on his life path, allowed him to meet his future wife, to whom he's now been married 52 years. So congratulations on that. They have two daughters. They have grandchildren. He's very happy. Herbie, you heard mentioned when he was looking at Alabama, he liked the fact that down there a lot of the players did a lot of fishing because he loved fishing from the time he was growing up and has fished his entire life. As a matter of fact, he took a nine-year break from teaching and coaching to fish full-time in competitive tournaments. And I talked to him about that break from teaching to be a full-time fisherman. When I first graduated from college, teaching was only paying sixty, sixty-seven to sixty-nine hundred dollars a year, and that included for uh, three sports. You know, I had six classes and three sports. And at the time, even though the money isn't what it is today in the fishing, I made uh, I made three times that at least every year uh, fishing. Well, Herbie, who's retired from teaching but still loves to fish, also has a new hobby. This big, rough, tough football player is into flowers. Yes, growing flowers, in particular daylilies, and he cross-pollinates daylilies, and he's passionate about it. You, you get colors, and you get into them, and you you got genetics in there that are kind of like animals or cattle, you know, breeding and everything. You got some beautiful flowers that are weak in their in their habits as far as their bloomscapes and the stalks and, you know, the things that come up to hold your blooms and all of that. So, you know, you're trying continuously to change the habits behind it to make it a more perfect or more desirable flower, you know, as you get same way in the texture of your flower. We've got some now that almost about like basketballs. They're so, so firm and solid now. Herbie talked for several minutes about raising flowers. As a matter of fact, I told him that I thought he may be more passionate about raising flowers than he was about playing football. And he said, well, I'm passionate about whatever, whatever I'm into at the time. And right now, it's flowers. And believe me, I learned more about daylilies than I ever thought I would know. But anyway, my appreciation and thanks to Herbie for his time. And also want to thank Frank Jones 
and Bill Baldridge, as well as Landon Swartz, all connected with Bath County football. Landon Swartz played there just a couple of years ago, but uh, Frank Jones played back in the late 60s, and Bill Baldridge was his coach. And, of course, my thanks to you for tuning in again, listening. I always am thrilled to have you along. And if you ever have a suggestion on any stories you think I should be doing on this show, don't hesitate to reach out to me. Go to my website, KentuckySportsMemories.com, and I have a contact area there. You can click on that, contact me, and give me your thoughts on stories you think I should be talking about. So that'll do it for this week's show, and I'll be back next week with another version. I look forward to talking to you then. I'm Gary Fogle. This is Kentucky Sports Memories. first computer. When I grow up, I want to be a glass countertop in a new home. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's best birthday present. When I grow up, I want to be a football stadium. When I grow up, I want to be a warm place on a cold day. When I grow up, I want to be a fancy backsplash. I, I want to be a bike that races around the when country. When I grow up, I want to be a bench on a forest when I grow trail. Up, I want to be a rocking chair on when a I sunny porch. I want to be a skyscraper. I want to be. 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 When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. A public service advertisement brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council.